Welcome to Talking Baseball. The Dodgers-Red Sox trade is official. It's a little bit different, too. Twins and Rays also making some moves. Let's do it. Let's talk some baseball. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Baseball. It is a fine Monday morning, February 10th, and we had some action last night. Feel like it's a bit of deja vu because we're talking about the same teams and the same players, but it's different, Jake. It's different. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from John Boy Media Headquarters in the Bronx, and I've got my good pal Jake coming to you from Denver, Colorado, and a quick couple announcements jake we have to do before we start the show will you allow me these yeah hi jim hi jake this episode is brought to you by dalton hines lily kevin demoro sean mccray brady justice hell yeah sean riley tom and gary burkhart no d sometimes there's a d before the t in burkhart no d just Hard, H-A-R-T, to the point. I like that, Gary. Those are our most recent Patreons. And another announcement. We are retooling our Patreon. Someone's taking it over. I posted uh, on there last night a little behind-the-scenes outtake that I wasn't allowed to post on the main channel and let everyone know that we're going to have someone take it over. We're going to try and do some behind-the-scenes, like quick hitter Q&A, behind-the-scenes office stuff, some giveaways, Trying to get way more involved because we want to give back to the people that support us. You also get to sponsor an episode. You get your name shouted at the beginning. And you get live access to be in the chat as we record. If you want to do that, we got Buck Johnson and Chris Ferry in here. And a lot of times people that are in the live chat actually help out and uh, enhance the show because they help research some stuff. Are you ready for announcement number two, Jake? Yeah, I think was that okay. I thought that I thought we were already on announcement number. Okay, three. are you ready for announcement number three, Jake? I'm ready for announcement number three. An episode a day, every day starts today. Keeps the doctor away. Oh, same. Okay, you can do same both. But different, just like the trade. Same, same but different. but different. Yes, yes, yes. No, uh, our mini episodes start tomorrow, and those are the start of an episode a day. It just so happens that. It starts on a Tuesday, and we record on Mondays, so we're here. There will be an episode of Talking Baseball every day until opening day. That's a fuck ton of episodes. I hope you guys enjoy it. We've been doing the team previews. Uh, We've been recording them already. Tomorrow, the first one will drop. They're like max 20 minutes long, so they're really quick. So we'll listen to them at your own pace. You can sit them out, then binge 10 in a row, or you can listen every day. It's up to you. How would you listen, Jake? Ooh, good question. I'd probably be, um, God, I would be a binger. I'd be a binger. I'd be like, uh, you know what? This, this trip to the gym is going to be somewhere between 30 minutes and an hour and a half. Let's listen to one and a half or five, uh, TPPs team profile and projections as they're known in the biz. That's a biz term. Such a bad name. I think it's a great name, especially with Trevor Plouffe. I mean, he should lean into that a little bit. What's Trevor, what's Trevor Plouffe's middle name? Is it Paul? It sounds like it should be Paul. Trevor Paul Plouffe. It's, it's not. It's probably 
some cool California. Oh no, Patrick, that plays Patrick. It had to be a PPP. TPP. Wow, he's gonna be so stoked. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, good morning, Jake. How's your weekend? Good morning, James. Uh, my weekend was all right. Snuck a ski day in yesterday, kinda. Uh, ended up at Copper Mountain Gym in the Dew Tour was there, which is basically as bitchin' as life gets. <laughs> um, it's actually pretty cool, um, <laughs> but it's more funny to make those jokes. But uh, that was cool. And then uh, did we do anything else, Noodle? Um, no, I think we, we had a lunch with some friends. Uh, no, like, sports, right? What did I watch? Oh, I watched a little Duke Carolina, but baseball podcast. So, and you watch the Oscars? Oscars, dude! Live events. You and I are big live events guys. I didn't watch any um, yesterday, so I'm out. Oh my god! Um, yeah, you're a fool. Mm-hmm. But Katie uh, doesn't like award shows, so I can't. Like, I have to like really, really like do it to hog the TV from her. So I just didn't. Right. Well, it's an office event now, so that's not a problem. But uh. Yeah, man. That's uh that's about it. How was your freak end? Good. Boring. I went and saw Little Woman. It was a nice movie. It's delightful. Okay. Well that's you can't say those two things back to back. It's offensive. No. The movie wasn't boring. It was delightful. I cried once and I enjoyed okay. it thoroughly. Uh oh, I gotta close the window. Hold on. Close the window. Hold on. Hold on. To the window, baby. Yeah, I also watched Harriet. Nice. Yeah. A lot of singing like that. Wait in the water. She uh she had a powerful performance at the Oscars. Nice. So J- all right, Jake. We did a full impromptu episode with bad equipment and live. I ditched Katie to do the trade recap trade of the century and that trade didn't happen, but one very similar to it did eerily similar, eerily similar. (laughs) (laughs) So if, if you don't remember the first trade was Mookie Betts and David price and money going to the Dodgers and the Dodgers were going to send Alex Verdugo to the Red Sox in return. The Dodgers were going to send Maeda to the Twins, and the Twins were sending uh, Gratterall to the Red Sox. Gratterall, what is that? How how you say his name? Bruce Star Gratterall. Bruce Star Gratterall. Yeah. So they the Red Sox say they didn't like stuff in his medicals, and they're like, "Oh, hold on, wait a minute." I mean, more on that later. I don't believe that. And they're like, "Oh, hold on, this doesn't. Well, never mind. We don't want to do this trade anymore." Because it was agreed upon pending physical, so they still have a way to get out of it. So then Minnesota says, oh, you don't like our guy? Go fuck yourself. We're out of this trade. So then the Red Sox say, okay, well, Dodgers, if you want Mookie, you need to give us more. So now now, the Twins are out of this trade. It's just a two-team trade, and the Red Sox are giving Price, Mookie, and half of Price's contract to the Dodgers, and they are sending over... Verdugo, Jeter Downs, who's a top prospect for them, top five prospect in their organization, and Connor Wong, a catcher. Yeah. Who's who's he's not like a low level prospect, but he's not top five, right? 
No, he's he's not a huge time prospect, but he's a catcher with a strong arm and power. So if you if you can make something of that, you make something of that. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's one thing. And then the Twins were like, "Hey, we're still interested in Maeda, Dodgers. Can we just do our own thing too?" And the Dodgers are like, "Yeah, you know what? Sure." So they're like, "You give us Brewster Gratterall. We'll give you Kenta Maeda." We'll give you $10 million. We'll give you a low-level prospect, and you give us two other guys, so or a draft pick and a prospect. So the Twins are sending Bruce Star Gratterall, a draft pick, like a 67th round or something like that, or 67th, I don't know what it was. 67th pick in this year's draft and Luke Rayleigh. And Luke Rayleigh prospect. And uh, All right, so that's it. So And then the Angels and Dodgers trade just isn't happening as of now. Yeah, so let's well we'll we'll put that on the back burner for sure. And yeah, can you and I have a nice honest conversation? Why are they still calling this a three-way trade? I don't <laughs> are, are they? I didn't see that. Two two-way trades. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see anyone calling it that. Um I do like that the the Twins basically said fuck you Red Sox, we'll just do it without you and did it. Yeah. So can we talk about the hang up before we go on to the new trade? Because I don't believe. Yes, because it I sounds do... like you've got a conspiracy theory. So I'm here for that. Oh, uh, that makes me not even want to say it because, like, I don't like that makes it sound crazy off the bat. You got to say it. you believe it. It's more like I'm cynical than a conspiracy theory. OK, here's a cynical conspiracy theory. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't like it being framed like that. I'm out. Well, Sorry. But I mean, it kind of is, and I think yeah. But I'm not the only one thinking it. Like everyone, like and that's you know, fine. Then say what people like, are saying. Say you're not saying it. That's what I do all day. No, it's just conspiracy theory sucks because then you get like Alex Jones treatment. Um, there was a way. There was still time to get out of this trade, and the Red Sox were getting roasted by other front offices, by everyone in the media and the fans for not getting any top five prospect from the Dodgers. Like there was tweets saying Dodgers top five prospects before the trade, Dodgers top five prospects after the trade, and it's Bloom's first trade as a general manager, and it's just getting roasted, and there's time to get out of it. And I think they used the, the window and the medicals as that because – like, we did the whole thing, and you and I were talking about he's a reliever. He had Tommy John. He had shoulder surgery. He, the Twins projected him as a reliever. All of baseball projected Bruce Star Gratterall as a top-end reliever. And then the Red Sox were like, oh, we thought he could start. His medicals say different. Did you really? Did you really? Yeah. Because how could you have thought that when everyone in the baseball world that does this didn't think that? So I think they used yeah. their window to to get out of it. Yeah, so a couple things there. So Bruce Stargrad are all my guy, and when we did the live show, uh, I was I kept falling into this like I, he's the kind of the key part of the deal for me. Like you know what Mookie is like. Verdugo should be a good young outfielder for a while. It's Bruce Stargrad because he was a top one hundred prospect because he was projected as a starting pitcher. Now he's had a lot of injuries, and so basically what what baseball scouts like to do is if you're that young, that size, and you've had a lot of injuries. Uh, there's basically a good chance you're going to end up in the bullpen. There's a chance Bruce Dark Gratterall, he's he's healthy and he can figure it out and stay a starting pitcher, but the odds are heavily in favor that he goes to the bullpen. Now, <laughs> the Red yeah. Sox, 
If you and I know this, and yes, we're diving further and further into this world, but by no means do we have what a front office should have knowledge-wise on players. Not even close. (laughs) And how the Red Sox could fully ignore that and play that card, you're right. And and I'm I'm sorry you heard the the conspiracy theory word, but there is something there that it's either like, well, you were either dumb on the trade and you had rabbit ears and then you reacted this way, which I don't fully believe that. I mean, I think they knew when they were trading Mookie Betts they were gonna get shat on. I think I think when Kyle Bloom took the job, he he that was like one of the requirements and he knew he was gonna get shat on. But I do think like the top five list was like really shocking. People were like, how did you not take a top five prospect? A little bit, but again, that that turns into more rabbit ears than real life because who the Dodgers have listed as their top five prospect could be very different than the Red Sox. Like maybe you have the first two, but the next three could be very different. It's it's your scouting department. It's do you value tools or, or whatever. But um, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll say it has some merit. The injury thing and relief pitcher thing is either – you're dumb, or maybe the Red Sox really wanted a back backdoor alley to get Mookie Betts. Here's my conspiracy theory. The Red Sox knew the Gratterall stuff. They played dumb. Then they did the, the injury report or whatever it was, and they're like, whoa, I don't know if Bruce Dark can start. And everyone's like, yeah, that was the whole conversation that everyone else knows about. And they say, well, we can't take him, so I guess – if you still want Mookie, you're going to have to give us a little better. So I think that's the conspiracy theory people need to be talking about. Isn't that the same thing? I'm not understanding the difference. You're saying they got roasted and they made an adjustment. I'm saying they played dumb not knowing about Bruce Starr's injury so then they could have it come up and hold up the trade, and that way the Dodgers are like, fine, just take Jeter Downs. We're over this. Oh, you think it was like genius by Bloom? They are playing dumb, yeah. Playing wow. well, genius and playing dumb are is a line I teeter every day. You don't think possums are geniuses? I think they're genius geniuses. It's our why, number one fighting tactic. Why would I fight when I can just play dead? You've already killed me. World War Three. I'm possuming the whole time. Yeah. And if someone's yeah. about to kill you, I then maybe at that last moment I try to kill them. But that's I'm the not dead. I'm not dead. I'm not dead. Possum. I'm not dead. Bam! Now you're dead. So fuck. Bolt didn't work. Possum. <laughs> Um, trades better for the Red Sox. They still get Verdugo. Um, and Jeter Downs is like a top prospect. Do you want to make a Jeter joke since the entire internet all made the same joke in the same five minutes? No, span? no. I was uh, I was gonna roast those people as well. Um, I mean, come on. Like, stop. There's no. There's no wit. There's nothing. There's nothing. nothing. I haven't. I haven't seen a twist yet. I, there hasn't. Like, not even. I. I was. Digging because I almost I had like a full mean tweet riled up. And you know this is a tricky area for me because I like the fact that people are trying to make jokes, but if you see the same thing and you're running into a dead wall over and over, there's no creativity. So I was gonna do, I don't know, something about Jeter inside of Boston or something like that, but I'm not even getting that creativity. So it's uh it's pretty bad. I, I feel bad for for the kid, except um, a fun fact from our big baby David that helps up with us, uh, that Jeter Downs' brother is in the Red Sox double A, and they'll probably be playing together this year. So that's awesome. Jerry Downs. Yeah, so that's cool. That is cool. What's, uh, so it what's sucks that Jeter Downs is going to get these terrible jokes. It's cool he gets to play with his brother. It's a wash. 
It's a wash. So Roster Resource, my new favorite website in the history of the world, yeah. um, has Jeter Downs ETA to the majors as 2021. I saw some Red Sox fans thinking that he may get called up in 2020 to help out at second base. He's a shortstop in the minors to help out at second base because they kind of have a hole there right now. What are your what's That's your what's the your Red thoughts? Sox fans are still telling themselves that their team wants to compete in 2020, even though they just traded away a top three player in baseball. Yeah, I would I would guess they keep Jeter Downs. I don't know. I guess you got to see. I mean, I mean if it's the end of the season, he's playing good baseball. Call him up. You're going to treat him like any other prospect, but it's not like they're going to rush him up to try to compete. The Red Sox have made this clear. And that's what I, one of our Red Sox friends who whose opinions I respect was like, hey, why didn't we look into, you know, getting Ross Stripling if they're still trying to trade him? And it's because they don't care about this season. And yeah. I, I, that's still a still a mental hurdle in the Commonwealth. Jeter Downs numbers and minor league numbers mean dick. But Jeter Downs numbers in, tri- in, tri- in double A, he hasn't even played in triple A yet in Tulsa are pretty good. So there you go. Nice. Uh, it's 12 games. Looking at a 12 game sample. So my bad. Okay. Deep the only dive. Okay, so this dude's only played 12 games in double A. He's not He's not a key cog of the 2020 Red. I saw some people saying he's going to be in the infield. No. 2020. No, that's people trying to convince themselves that the Red Sox are up to something and they're not, guys. But I well, get they, well, I they, understand they, they, the feeling. Well, they're set up for like a quick rebuild. They are set up for a quick yeah. rebuild. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Their 2020 is gone. And and like that's not Yankee stuff even though a 103 team, 103 win team with the most injuries ever added Garrett Cole. It's also the Tampa Rays are really good. And Boston won 84 games last year and traded away Mookie Betts and you don't have pitching. The lineup's going to hit. They're still going to do that. But you're an 84 t- win team that traded away Mookie Betts and doesn't have any pitching. There you have it. Well, Connor Wong went to the University of Houston, okay. drafted in the third round, Oops. and he had has 40 games at Double A. But they're pretty short at catcher. They love Vasquez. Vasquez had a good year last year. I know, but he's not good. Oh, he, no, you know what? I'm not, I ta- he is good. He is good. He's just like a light-hitting catcher. Wow. I mean, you don't disagree. He hit really well last year. He had a great year last year. Did he? What was his stats? What's his first name? Christian Vasquez. Am I spelling his last name wrong? Oh, I am. Z. It's a Z. Yeah. It's two Zs. How about that? He had a uh, 103 OPS plus and 798 OPS. Yeah, 23 home runs. Not bad. That's really good for a catcher. Yeah, for a catcher, it's good. I wouldn't go bragging about that. No, and let's see it this year without a juice ball is what I'd say. Ooh. Uh, anything else? Who? So that's And Verdugo, we already did a lot on Verdugo last round. He's got four years. Obviously, Jeter Downs and Connor Wong have six, seven years. Um, yeah. And Verdugo's got four more. He'll go right into right field, and they will have a weird outfield of Benintendi, JBJ, and Verdugo. Benintendi's kind of on a prove-it year. 
hey, are you uh, mediocre or are you slightly above average? JBJ is a fantastic defensive center fielder, game game changing defensive center fielder. Uh, swings a wet newspaper when he steps into the box, and Verdugo may be their best outfielder, but he's not Mookie Betts. Interesting yeah, outfield. No, it's uh that outfield can play defense. I mean, Verdugo has a background as a as a center fielder himself. Benintendi plays good defense. Um, they're gonna play good defense. It's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, how much of the real deal is Verdugo? And yeah, Benny's bounce back. I mean, you know what you're getting in JBJ, and they uh, Boston made their decision on that. I think they had a chance to move on from him this offseason, and they they chose not to. So it's a good defender, it's an amazing defender. All right, I want to talk about the Dodgers side of things a little bit. We kind of nothing's changed Dodgers. on their end. They yeah. get Mookie for one year. He's fantastic. He all those. All those deep track Dodger Jeter down fans are kicking themselves today, but that's about it. No, I mean, listen, the Dodgers have been in the World Series three times, twice, twice, three, they, twice. Twice. Three? They weren't well, last ever? year. <laughs> in the last couple of years. And their window's still here. It's still going strong, but they need to attack it every year. So I think they are doing good. Get Mookie if you can. Price will also help them in their rotation. And what those two guys do, and they get half of Price's contract paid for. But Yeah, I think Price is $16 million a year now or something like that for the yeah. Dodgers. So they could have kept Maeda if they wanted to. His contract is real is pretty good. And his contract is so incentive laden for if he starts. So if they wanted to keep Kenta and put him in the bullpen it's pretty cheap Jake but I think they just feel mean doing that because he really wants to start the contract like screws him over money wise and the twins are searching for a starting pitcher so I kind of think that this trade is done in niceness like the Dodgers are being nice to Kenta and they're getting like if 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 they see Kenta as a reliever Bruce Targratterall, and they see him like, hey, he's a little less than Kenta, but he can become him, and the money's the same. But I do think this is a kindness trade. Ooh, interesting. I didn't, I didn't see that angle coming into it. Um, I think it's, well, I think we've got a couple fun things here. I think uh, the Maeda contract. I, I think the Twins still needed pitching, and they wanted Maeda, so that's <laughs> that's what they were doing. They, you know. They clearly said fuck the Red Sox after the Bruce Star stuff, and that's yep. fine. And and they should have, um, because they possumed. But um Bruce Star, he was my in the original fake trade, he was my favorite part in this because it was how good is he gonna be? Is he gonna be the high end starting pitcher Boston fake thought he was gonna be, or is he gonna be a high end reliever of sorts? Um now the Dodgers go out and they say you know what? Fuck it. We'll take Bruce Star. I hope Bruce Star's dirty for them. Like, talk about, you know, there's been some egg on Kyle Bloom's face. Oh my God, get a napkin. But if they, if Bruce Star Gratterall ends up being a really good reliever, I mean, if he were to stumble into the Dodgers closer job, even in like three years or something, that's such a familiar name. It would drive Red Sox fans insane. Um, so I think that's a fun twist. And yeah, I, I don't know. We went through the Dodgers pitching. They still would have started Maeda this year. Um, 
And I don't think I, I so. Think, I think so. I, I think, I mean, he's still ahead of like Gonsolin or Catterday. Um, I was, I was in some Dodger fan places and they were saying that they didn't think he would. So I don't know. And, and, and I don't know. I mean, he's got the, the performance incentive type contract. The you, can we go through it? Guy. You sure. know, I love performance I incentive it. contracts and I didn't, I was not aware of this one. It's crazy, Jake. It's fucking nuts. All right. So first off, and I want to say this one right away. When Maida signed this contract, this was one of the, the this is one of the incentives. If Kenta Maeda gets traded, he receives a one million dollar bonus. Boom. He got that. So dude just made a million bucks just for getting traded. So imagine Jeez. if he thinks he's making a million dollars and the trade doesn't go through. His wife's like, he's oh. like, honey, we're getting a million bucks. Spent it. <laughs> Spent. Um, he gets a hundred and fifty grand each year for making the opening day active twenty-five man roster. Perfect. He receives a million for each of the starts between fifteen and twenty. So once he makes his fifteenth start of the season, million bucks. Sixteen start, million bucks. Seventeen start, million bucks, and so on. 1.5 million for every start between 25 and 30. Wow. Yeah. Oh no, 1.5 million for if he gets 25 starts, he gets 1.5 million. If he gets 30, he gets 1.5 million. If he gets 32, gotcha. he gets 1.5 million. That and he will earn each year he will earn 250 100,000. Quarter of a million for each of 90 innings, 100 innings, 110, 120, 130, 140, 150, 160, 170, 180, 190 innings, and a 700, and then the 750 grand uh, for 200 innings. It's the most incentive laden contract I've ever seen. Yeah. Must have been some real fun negotiating. Um, and then in his, in his press you, conference, he was like, I've never been injured, so I don't know why we did this. <laughs> seems pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of want to talk to our guy Ploof a little bit because, uh, incentive laden contracts are awesome. Cause it's, it's like, Hey, if you do this, you're going to get paid, but it's also, uh, you know, the MLB player union being the strongest union forever was because players got paid like, <laughs> uh, Albert bell, uh, go look that one up kids. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Good for my Ada. Now I'm interested to see if the twins try to mess with them. Cause they've got, um, you know, a couple pitchers returning from injury and stuff like that. Um, he only gets Maida showed out in the bullpen. He only get. Year. I think the problem with his contract and his agent sucked is the floor is three million. Yeah, like if if they just put him in the pen and he doesn't accrue any of the starts, any of the innings, it's just three million a year. It's like wildly different. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there is some unspoken back channel agent stuff and MLBPA like, yo, you can't do that to Kenta Maeda when he'd clearly be a starter on your team. So that's why maybe if the Dodgers think that these young guys are going to come up and like there's a chance they win the spot from Maeda, then they're like, you know what? Like, we don't want to deal with that mess. The Twins can dig that. I mean, I like your niceness angle. I like it. I'm not fully buying it. Also, it's just like the Twins were so mad at the Red Sox. Dodgers were like, whatever. Dodgers have plenty to spend. They're like the banker in Monopoly feeling guilty for the other people at the table. 
Twins were so happy to give Bruce Star Gratterall to the Dodgers. Yeah. They should have called the Yankees up. You want Gratterall? Rub it in the Red Sox uh, face. Up all night on Gratterall. Yeah, that uh cigarettes and alcohol. The new MLB PR team missed out on that one. Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> I don't know the prospects. Who's who's the prospect that also is going from the Dodgers? Yeah, so I guess that is a part of this trade that's uh, kind of getting overlooked in the mainstream media. So they get uh, Luke Fraley, young outfield prospect, because, you know, it, just what the Dodgers need, more young prospects. Um, and they get the 67th pick in the draft, which, hey, you know, take take that as it may. Um, dude could never meet, reach the major leagues, or he could be an absolute stud. That's how drafts work. There's got insider information. I got to charge more for that on the Patreon. How do you spell Luke Fraley? I found it. F-R-A-L-E-Y. Yeah, no no uh, frills there. Just a straight-up spelling. Would so you he, like it more if it was double Y? Like, how would you like that? Or, like, Fairly Dickinson? Where are you going with that? I had no idea. I, I like, thir- okay. first I was like, maybe it's E-I-G-H. I had, uh, like, an E-A. It was just very... Fr- I was looking for a, a trick, and there's no trick. It's very upfront spelling. Good job, the no Fraley trick. family. He's a pitcher, Jake. Pitcher. And he has, like, no stats in the minors. They He just got drafted out of college, Perfect. four years. Yeah, it looks Luke like... Fraley. Yeah, it looks like he has no stats in the minors. He just got drafted from Tiflin University. Tiffin in Ohio. Tiffin. Cool. No, nothing about you. Don't care. He was bad in college. <laughs> was he? Yeah. He had a 511 oh, yeah. ERA. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a hard. Uh, you go pitch in the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference and see how you do. I literally could not. <laughs> yeah. You don't have any qualifications. You already graduated. I literally could not. Um, well, the only other interesting tidbit from this trade, and I feel like we've done a good job talking all about it. Sure. Is that now that trade that we were so confused about originally, because right. originally it was said it was the Dodgers are trading Jock Peterson to the Angels for Renjifo, and I was like, that makes no sense. There's, there's not a balance to the scale. And they're like, oh, well, actually – they all Dodgers are also giving Ross Stripling to the Angels. I was like, okay, and another prospect. I'm like, all right, that makes more sense now. That's just not happening now. I think the Angels were yeah. like, maybe they caught backlash, and they were like, fuck this. Where else? No, so this goes deeper than this, man. This is rooted, and you have to go into L.A. type stuff because we've, we've got some Dodgers, big brother type stuff. Um Obviously, I mean, they literally were the Anaheim Angels, and then they changed their name to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That's just that's um, just good business, Jake. It's just business. It's just business. But uh, Artie Moreno, uh, the owner, got fed up that they were just the team on the side of this wait, while the blockbuster was happening, and he pulled the cord on it. And I, I, I think it's just Angels 101 on – uh, from Ken Rosenthal. So, you know, don't think this is just a dumb Jake theory. Moreno grew impatient and pulled the deal. Might have reviewed, but uh, the Dodgers then saw it unnecessary. 
outside chance to be revisited. The Dodgers still need to make a move to get two men off their 40 man roster. Um, but yeah, I, I think there was some LA big brother stuff. We don't care about the big trade. What's going on here. And I, I think egos got in the way, which I think is a huge mistake because I think Ross Stripling could have been one of the better pitchers on the angels this year. I think Jock Peterson would have been a huge asset on the angels this year. And Renhifo, I, I know you're getting excited about the years game. Cause you, you know, you do war over years and stuff. Renhifo is their third string second baseman this season. And the Angels' goal is to reach the postseason, get Mike Trout a playoff win. And now what? Now what are you telling Mike Trout by getting too proud about the Dodgers? That, oh, yeah, we wanted – we yeah, we thought that another starting pitcher and, you know, a, a guy that crushes right-handing pitching that could be at the top of our lineup, yeah, we thought our team needed those, but they held up the trade for a couple days, so we're not going to do it. Classic, like, little brother – like, this is being the yes. little brother. Like, we're yes. not your little brother. We're not doing this. And it's like, oh, you're kind of acting like a little brother now. Yeah. You're, you're doing it right now. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, stripling would have been nice for them. And Jock. But, but here's the thing, Jake. It's like a perfect piece for them. Jock was a little bit of a bonus, but... He's a bonus piece that has a 900-plus OPS versus right-handed pitching last year. Like, he could have been a key cog in this lineup. But, Jake, the Dodgers still have to trade people, right? Like, they were originally doing it to shed some salary. So, is Jock on the block right now? Are people shopping and yes. calling? Yeah, he is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen Yankees Twitter? Yankees Twitter is talking about how good of a fit Jock would be on the Yankees right now. No, I don't. Um, I have uh, unsubscribed from majority yeah. of like that, which is nice. Yeah. So, uh, and every team's fan base is doing that. I, I just threw the Yankees fan base under the bus right now. But yes, they are um, considering moving Jock Peterson. I still don't think they should. Um, I know we just did some salary stuff on the CBA, but... Man, I mean, if a Jock Peterson, A.J. Pollock platoon plus injuries are going to hit this team this year, I mean, you're just you're loaded and your goal is to win the World Series. We, we just talked about the Angels goal, which they told Mike Trout that, hey, we need a starting pitcher and another outfielder. Oh, no, we don't. Mike Trout, just go do it yourself again. My bad. Um, their team's actually pretty good. I love my Angels. But um, when you do a takesy backies on a trade like this, just to be proud, I don't know. So yeah, a lot of teams are talking about Jock. Um, I saw our stripling, guy Petri stripling, we like Petriello, right? Uh, I don't know who that is. Mike Petriello. He does the. Uh, no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like him. Yeah, um, he had a good tweet. Let me see if I can find it. I've oh, never, I've never verb, uh, like said his name. Like I've only read it. I've never heard it or spoken. So Petriello okay. didn't ring a bell. So he said, if if the Dodgers can't keep Jock, and he's like, that seems possible, and the Angels are out, he goes, <laughs> the, the the teams that should want Jock Peterson. One, Cleveland. Two, Cleveland a billion times more. Three, uh, Texas, move Gallo to center field. Oh, Four, my God, Chicago imagine. Imagine he goes to within the division of the Angels, but they didn't take him because they just didn't want to be the little brother. So they beat the little brother to an extreme, and then <laughs> then he's within that, division. That's such that a little brother perfectly. move. Yeah, yeah. 
And that would be a Texas coming in as like the the weird cousin who kicks the little brother. Uh, four Chicago White Sox. Mazzara's there, but he's not a blocker. The Rockies, St. Louis slash Chicago, maybe. And then seven, he said, still Cleveland though. Um, but they're not going to do it because they're not going to want to take on seven and a half yeah. million. Yeah, I mean, um, Cleveland doesn't no, like Jock. Jock is available, um, and it's uh, it, it'd be cool if we. This would be a sweet time for the term John Heyman has ruined the mystery team to pop up like a team, like the Braves or something be like, okay, but then it's the Dodgers trading with the Braves. So a lot of moving parts. Um, I don't know. Still a good chance he gets moved, but uh, also Dodgers keep him though. And platoon him. I mean, we keep saying platoon. He played. Um, let me see. Well, cause he, he hits played... the, he, he hits the righties and there's more righty pitchers. Right, but I I think mentally because we're like okay teams have you know left hand pitch. He played 149 games last year. <laughs> um, uh, you so, can't do you can't do played in the National League. How many did okay, he start? So he started. Let me see. And by the way, he's still an asset to come off the bench in those games. So there's half points. Um, he started 109, but he had 514 plate appearances. Okay. I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, he, he gets the, I think yeah. he sat for lefties. Yeah. Oh, he, he cannot touch lefties, which I think they also like, he wasn't good at it, but I think they also poisoned his brain. He only got 50 at 50 plate 50 appearances. appearances. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a platoon guy. As soon as the lefty was out, the starting lefty was out, he came off the bench. So he's the bigger half of the platoon, but still they were like, nope, that sucks, man. Like 30- how are you? How are you gonna let him try? Thirty-six home runs last year. Sometimes these home runs last. Sometimes year. these platoon guys get made into platoon guys like before they get a chance. I don't know about Jock. Yeah, I'm not speaking. I mean, I'm not speaking specifically about him there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His I mean, numbers. But, but and, what you are, what you are saying is Jock is 27 years old. And it, hey, if he was on a team that wasn't the Dodgers, you're probably right. They tell him to play through that, so you can be out there trusted more. But it's part of the NL, and it's part of the way this Dodgers team is built. They have someone like Kike Hernandez who they can throw out there. Um, and the Dodgers just look at that like, you know, they're going – like Jock Peterson doesn't say he's taking a rest day. It's just he's going to come in and pinch hit in the sixth inning and then play the second half of the game. His numbers – and those splits so are bad so bad. Those fifty—I mean, it's only fifty yeah. plate appearances, but it's a—it's uh, a five oh five OPS, dude. Yeah, it's and a I mean, two forty on base percentage. His his career is not that much better. His career is a five seventy two OBS, three seventy five plate appearances. Okay, so Jock can't face lefties. No, that's fine. So he, so it is fair to label him a platoon guy. Uh, yes, but you, you, it's not telling the whole story with the, uh, yeah, you have to say a lefty platoon yes. guy is more valuable than a righty platoon guy. I mean, 36 homers last year. It's just math. Just crazy. Math. Let's move. Let's move forward from this whole extravaganza. Sure. Two. there was another trade and I haven't wrapped my head around this one yet. The Rays traded Emilio Pagan to the Padres for center fielder Margo Murgat. Is that how you say his name? Margo. Manny Margo. Manny Margo and someone else from the Padres, right? 
Uh, yeah, let's let's get up the whole thing, Jimmer. Um, Emilio Pagan and his pagan ways. God, I'm gonna gonna miss him in the. I mean, he was what well. He was really really year. good last year, but really bad against the Yankees. Except against the Yankees, yeah. Really bad against the Yankees. Um, so let's see, Emilio Pagan, the 28 year old from South Kakalaki, uh, for Manny Margot and catcher slash outfield prospect Logan Driscoll. Logan Driscoll, who's that? Logan Driscoll. Well, do you know catcher what? Catcher slash outfield prospect tells me they're not too excited about him as a catcher. <laughs> but that also means he might be able to hit. It's <laughs> good. Catcher and right fielder. Yeah, that's, a, that's kind of an odd combo. Yeah. How'd that uh, work out for Schwarbo? Well, all right. This dude played college twice, and then he's he hasn't even gotten to A ball, so we're not going to talk about him. But he's not part, talking about you, Logan. Good luck, man. But he's part of the trade. Now, Manny Margot, he's five foot eleven. Ooh, he's been on the okay. Padres for the last three years as like a full time player. Uh he had ten games in two thousand sixteen. He's got a career six nine five OPS, a career eighty seven OPS plus, a career on base percentage of three oh one. Somehow got Rookie of the Year votes in 2017. His offensive numbers have not been great uh, uh, as of now. And he's got, what, three years of arbitration control left? Um, This trade scares me just because I kind of get scared when the Rays make trades like this because Pagan is a one-inning reliever, man. Yeah, and so... uh... Uh, uh, let me let me go back to to Manny Margo. And we we do need to preface this with uh, being Yankee fans. We now in recent years live in fear of the Rays making trades, especially with an organization like the Padres that isn't isn't known to be the best run. Uh, Manny Margo was a big time prospect uh, pre 2017. He was the number 18 prospect in baseball by baseball prospectus. He's got defensive range for days, and basically the question was how much can he do with the bat? Um, and as you've seen, he hasn't done a ton so far, but that's also been with the Padres, um, uh, a team known for light hitting. Um, and, yeah, just it's it's what did the Rays see in him that they're saying we can fix that? Or, and maybe we're overthinking it, Jim, is that the Rays love good center field defense with Kiermaier, and now they can just platoon those guys and they, they can have the best center field defense over a season ever pretty much. Um, or I heard, I saw, and I, this is an actual rumor, but I saw a tweet that said with Kiermaier and Margo, the Rays could have a two outfielder defense. And that's what I'm here for. There you go. That's the dream. The old good defensive light hitting platoon in center field. I mean, hey, people two been, outfielders. People Keep been five in the infield. People been dreaming about that. Oh my God! Imagine if that's what they start doing. They do the five infielder shift more often and go to two outfielders. Oh, fucking race. Pagan. Pagan's got one, two, three years after this year, so four years total. Um, so they're you know, but he's been traded like three times, hasn't he? Been on four teams in four years. Yeah, I think this is going to be his fourth team. And I, I was laughing because it's kind of funny that he has he has a fun name, Emilio Pagan. Uh, he's just like a South Carolina dude. He grew up in South Carolina. He went to school in North Carolina. 
And yeah, he's uh he's currently Seattle, Oakland, Tampa. And Jim, this is kind of the funny part of it. It's full season. So 2017 was full Seattle. 2018 was full Oakland. 2019 full Tampa. And now he heads to San Diego. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just like a need for a need trade, like center because yeah, the money and the salaries are kind of the same, right? I think what it is is, I mean, San Diego they got Gresham in the Milwaukee trade earlier, and I think they want him as their everyday center fielder. Um, you know, they they clearly Pagan had a huge year last year for a reliever, two thirty one ERA, seventy innings pitch, ninety six strikeouts. Um, clearly something ticked. And I, I mean, even before that, he was solid. Uh, I think what, when I saw people talking about this and I, I was saying how I was scared that the Rays were going to unlock Margo or something like that. Um, cause if they do, I mean, you're, you're unlocking a guy that can rack up war easily with the way he plays defense. If he figures out anything offensively, Pagan is a guy in the bullpen. I, I personally don't see him. Um, I, he had a breakout year last year for me. And maybe I'm blinded with some of the Yankees stuff. Cause the Yankees did crush him. He didn't feel like a special kind of reliever. He felt like a reliever that could easily fall back to being the four, three guy. He was in Oakland, but Hey, I, I could easily be wrong on that. He ended up saving 20 games for Tampa last year. So the, the Padres get a high leverage reliever and they're clearly semi punting on Margot. Uh, that slides Trent Grisham to center field for them. Famine left, Myers and right. Uh, yes, I believe so. And the Padres bullpen now. Yates is the closer, and you got Pomerantz and Pagan as the eight next two guys, setup guys. The setup yeah. guys. It's not bad. There's a path there. Yeah. Yeah. I just the Rays might make Margot into a into a good player. That that's the thing. I mean, and it it's a big one, and who, who knows? And it, maybe we're just overanalyzing the the hell out of this. But hey, you know, February tenth, talking baseball, people. Um, I mean, Margot's twenty five years old. Um, so I was I was find, once. Uh, you were once. I mean, he he's a guy that with uh, I mean his his rookie season, he had a two and a half WAR playing 126 games and he had a 721 OPS. So if he's a guy that can rack up two and a half war points with a 721 OPS. If the Rays see something in his swing or some adjustment or have a, you know, some guru uh, somewhere on their team that can make him a 750 OPS guy. I mean, you're looking at a three war baseball player that you got for a bonus points reliever. Let's be honest. The Rays have so much pitching. Yeah. They're, I mean, I mean, Pagan leaving the Rays bullpen doesn't really hurt their bullpen that much. And that's not a knock on him at all. He had a fantastic season. It's just they have tons of relievers, and they all are fantastic, basically. Yeah, I, uh, I damn, I kind of want to jump into to some of the Rays forums. Those are scary places to be. Um, but, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize uh, Pagan had 20 saves last year, but, I mean, they, they kind of like throwing out Everyone, Alvarado had seven, Castillo had eight, um, and they had that dude break out last year. I, I read that guy's name today. I got pissed off. Nick Anderson, dude. Remember that guy? Yeah, he was dirty. It's like, oh, we found this guy. He's the best reliever ever. Oops. Like, Come on, Rays. <laughs> Ugh. 
Chaz Rowe. That slider, baby. What a slider. Slide piece. I don't know. Jake, anything else you want to talk about here? Not really. Um, Can I clap? I think we did some really good talking. Pete I, Rose. I sent you my, my, my bonus topics. Pete Rose sent a letter to baseball saying, hey, please stop banning me. Do you know he's a bad guy? So I went on a podcast. Uh, I a went on. Guy. What's that? Not a good guy. Yeah, I went on a, a podcast called the Platinum Sombrero, and it's a Braves podcast. And they asked me about Pete Rose, and I'm not sure how we got there or whatever. But they were like, did you know that he um, had relations with a 16-year-old? And when it when they, like, you know, said, hey, man, that's not cool, the law was like, "That's you can't do that. He said he had relations with a 15-year-old, sorry. He said, I thought she was 16 at the time, which was, like, trickily the legal age of consent in Ohio. So he, he's his, like his, his like excuse was, I thought she was 16. How was I to know she was only 15? So now that I know that I don't give a fuck about Pete Rose at all. Yeah. Yeah. Pete never been confused for good guy for sure. Um, but yeah, so he wrote his letter. Um, other, other things, Charlie Morton regrets, uh, not stopping sign stealing. So, dude, whatever. Like, what's he gonna like? I, I, I do not like in Keiko. Like, what would have Charlie? What could have Charlie Morton done? He's not gonna go to the public and route out his team in the middle of a winning season. You got to go break more TVs. Fa- the fake that was, break. That TVs. was Hinch's effort. That was the. That's the fakest shit ever. Whatever. Um. And yeah, the. I mean, I, I don't think we're gonna dive into it. The Hinch interview happened. And that yeah. was that was a blast. I did a whole breakdown of it on the YouTube channel. Um, it is it basically plays as Verducci was given uh, some questions from MLB and Hinch was given the answers from MLB and they were two guys reading off a script and none of the questions were pressing and none of the answers were answers and that was the piece. And that's <laughs> and that that shows act that actually shows why we're becoming popular. Um, did you did you see the video I did? It's 18 minutes, so it's kind of long. But I did I, not, no. So I, I just kind of went over everything that we found with the buzzers and Hinch and all that because he was asked specifically, can right. you deny that you use buzzers? And he didn't. He weaseled right. around it. We're like, right. if you, dude, if, you, if these players didn't use any electronic buzzing situations, they would be shouting it. They would be like, hey, the commissioner made his report on the banging. We did that. But no fucking way. And all you had was Bregman say, like, no, 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 to the question. Then everyone else has skirted it. So it's so stupid. And, uh, man, I, MLB did exactly what I said I thought they would do. All the evidence that was indisputable, the banging, the clips that we posted and everyone on the Internet posted, you cannot dispute those. They had yeah. the signs. And that is all that the Manfred report charged them with just what the public already knew anything deeper that the public didn't have full indisputable evidence on. They didn't, they said they didn't find anything. 
And it's also getting bullshit that they blamed Cora and Beltron and Taubman in the report. Manfred put those, th- this is what I said in my video, put those three guys in the report. They're not with the organization anymore. They, they, the right. report is, is a gift to the Astros. It is the nicest report. So I'm, I'm coming more and more on the side that this was bullshit report. I was fine with it for a little bit. It's a, it's a gift. Crane got to fire his guys, looked like the good guy. The players get completely absolved. They're winners. They don't have to talk about it anymore if they don't want. And all of the blame went to Cora and Beltron and Taubman and player-driven when the Wall Street Journal Journal just came out, Jared Diamond just came out with the whole thing saying, this wasn't player-driven. They had a team right. in place, which we've been saying because I knew that from the start. It's like Matt Goldstein, Taubman, and there was another kid, Hogan or something. They were the, the department. So... They now, made a cheating department. <laughs> they made a cheating department. And I'm getting so mad at these people that can't tell the difference between what they did and what other teams did and trying to figure out, like Andy Martino. Yeah, they who, can. They just don't want to. Yeah, Andy Martino had a dumb tweet. And I kind of like, I like him. I responded to him today, and he responded back, and he was like, I'm just not good at explaining things. He compared Carlos Delgado writing down the pitches in a notebook like fastball slider slider fastball to keep track of at bats he compared right. that to people punching in the catcher's fingers like 2 3 1 4 into an excel sheet that has a computer yeah. algorithm you punch in like 2 3 4 1 fastball 3 2 1 3 3 curveball and you punch that in and then a computer algorithm tells you what the next result is going to be the pattern because it's yeah i mean similar it's not it's it's so but like just he, not just not, not the all. same at all one is comparing pitches one's comparing catcher's fingers one you can see everyone can see because they're being broadcast one only one camera angle has it uh yeah. people are being obtuse on purpose on this whole situation yes. so yeah and i mean i i want it on the record uh that i never used buzzers when i was hitting me neither. And so I think that's out there now, and I think that's good. And I think, and I will allow any Astros player to use that statement if they want. Easy statement, um, <laughs> but they have not. Um, and yeah, go go check out the the John Germ Boy video on that. Uh, Eighteen minutes, like he said, because he's an insane person. Jim, only final note I had that was really important was Bruce Bochy tweeted out, SFDC Kyle." Period. KC House. Rah. What was the last one? It's WR capital A. Yeah, it's good. KC Roadhouse. KC House. I think he was at a KC Roadhouse having some barbecue. God, I mean, it just it doesn't get any better than that. Dude, I don't. So you know what I found? Uh, my dad and my mom didn't know, and maybe you don't even know this. That if you hit the side of your phone, it locks it, like turns I know it that. black. Okay, so my parents both don't know that because I was like, "How do you butt dial me so often?" Mm. Like I don't butt dial anyone, and I was like, "Do you hit this button before you put your phone in your pocket?" Right. And they both said no. So maybe yeah. a PSA to everyone listening: Go tell your parents and grandparents about the button on the side of your phone that turns it off before you pocket it. Because like butt dialing yeah. shouldn't be a thing anymore. <laughs> and I don't want this to be a shot at you, but I just want it to be shown to our listeners 
how when I say I'm not tech savvy, Jimmy just had to ask if I knew what the lock button was on the iPhone. I mean, it's a fair question by me. And no, I, I it wasn't a shot back at you. It was a fair question. <laughs> uh, all right. That's everything. I think that's everything. I mean, for, hey, again, uh, well, it was the MLB essentially retweeting a, a trade, but hey, baseball's still at it. And yeah, like you said, we're going, we're going TPP, team profile and projection every day. When you hear your team, you have to leave a review. Is that a fair rule? That's a fair rule. And just tell us what we got wrong because I'll just say we're this. We get so much wrong. We get new listeners every episode. You know more about your favorite team than Jake or I, and we will never pretend to know more than you. If you're a diehard fan, that's why yeah, people, unless you're a jerk. If you're a jerk about it, like yeah, don't be will. a jerk about it. We're all friends here. Yeah. It's a community. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jake, I have to bring up the outro music and um, then we're going to get out of here. We have a long ass day ahead of us. Yeah. Baby. Woo. See you guys. Thank you very much. We appreciate it.